Imagine you're standing on top of an ocean wave that is over 100 feet tall. The closest town to you is called Nazare, and the only person recording this event is in a church two miles away, and his name is Jesus. Today, the story of the biggest wave ever surfed. Expanding World in association with the Explorers Club are proud sponsors of this episode of Life's Tough, Explorers are Tougher, and the Global Exploration Summit, a pioneering endeavor bringing together the world's leading explorers, sharing cutting-edge technology and innovations to propel us toward the next frontier in the future of exploration and to make a difference in the future of humanity. Visit GlexSummit.com to learn more about the Global Exploration Summit and the impactful men and women who are the heart and soul of scientific innovation and exploration. This is Life's Tough, but Explorers are Tougher. I'm your host, Richard Weiss. If you're new to Life's Tough, I'd like to welcome you and tell you a little about myself and the show. First of all, I love the outdoors. I always have and I always will. And I've also been surrounded by explorers my entire life. My father, Richard Weiss Sr., was the first man to solo the Pacific Ocean in an airplane. The New York Times called him the Lone Eagle of the Pacific. Some of my fondest memories were standing out on our lawn underneath the stars with my father telling me how explorers use the stars to navigate. I guess we talked about a few other things as well. And speaking of talking, I host a television show called Born to Explore. It's on PBS stations around the country, so please check it out. And finally, I've been president of the world-famous Explorers Club. Just about every great explorer of the 20th and 21st century has been a member, including Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, Jane Goodall, Theodore Roosevelt. Some people say it's like Harry Potter's Hogwarts, only for adults. I've heard stories that would make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. You see, explorers are the type of people who walk in space, go to the bottom of the ocean, and stand on the highest summits. Scratch the surface of any explorer, and you'll find they're all storytellers. This show is about their tales. When you think of big wave surfing, Hawaii, California, Australia probably all come to mind. But year in and year out, the tiny country of Portugal produces the biggest surfing waves in the world. In January of 2018, Hugo Vau smashed a world record by surfing a wave reported to be over 100 feet. Joining us from that tiny country of Portugal is Hugo Vau. Hugo, how are you and, and, and how is the surfing community during this whole big pandemic? Hi, Richard. Uh, good to see you. Uh, it's been quite of a challenging time here in Portugal uh, and all over the world. But uh, yeah, the surf community, we have we are quite lucky, we can say, because uh, our sports still be like something that we can do. Uh, it's in the ocean. It's uh, a fresh sport. It's like uh, open air. So it's, it's quite safe to do it. So we're still allowed and we have been uh, quite uh, 
we have we are quite quite lucky uh, from the government uh, rules and they they, they left the the, the surf free uh, since the the, the first con confinement the first lockdown uh, and now in the second one we asked, last month was really tough in Portugal uh, we were still be able to surf it's just one hour and a half per session but it's quite good <laughs> so f for for people who think of um, surfing, you know, for me as a kid, Hawaii always came to mind or even California. How did surfing start in Portugal? You know, and, and, and why why do you have the biggest waves in the world or some of the biggest waves in the world? So uh, surf uh, started in Portugal uh, maybe 30, 35, 40 years ago. And it was quite a, it's, it's it's a young sport like it's a really really recent sport and it's it was kind of like a, a, a sport that was not really accepted in the beginning um it was not like a football or swimming or something like that it was a bit of you know a sport related to people that just want to spend uh, the day in the beach enjoying the sand doing nothing and uh, in the beginning it was quite tough to, to, to surf in Portugal, to take a surfboard uh, in the bus, uh, or even to have the acceptance from the parents to, to do a totally different thing. Uh, about the biggest waves, they were there since ever. They were there for a million years. Uh, obviously, surf is a recent sport in Portugal, so we don't have the same tradition like in Hawaii. Uh, and obviously, the, those waves starts to get discovered by the influence of the towing surf, uh, the, the surf towed by the jet ski, that that uh, gave us the chance to 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 get those huge waves, and it was like yeah, it was a different learning time from from Hawaii. Things here happened like more or less twenty years after, then they started to happen in Hawaii. So. But even your the, the the personal discovery of those waves, you're from that area, uh, Nazare, which is uh, what just north of uh, Lisbon, not that far. And so when you go to the beaches around there, the beaches seem kind of normal. But you get come to this one point where there's a big lighthouse, and up on the hill there's uh, a church, and suddenly the waves are just monstrous. I mean, for anybody who's ever seen a big wave a 10-foot wave a 20-foot wave those are big waves so how did you guys come to that one spot i mean did you hear about it from fishermen so, yes the, the waves in Israel they were they are produced by um, a natural uh, phenomenon which is like the the, the north the nazareth canyon uh, it's a, a underwater canyon that goes around uh, around maybe 3.5 uh, miles deep uh, and goes uh, maybe for 30, 40 uh, miles into the ocean. So it's a huge valley, underwater valley, really deep, that, um, that makes that the, the waves will, will arrive to, to the North Beach with, with all of the energy and all of the speed. So that place was related, the Praia do North uh, was related uh, to death uh, because uh, it was like a really dangerous place for for the fishermen and they were always avoiding 
that place. Uh, somehow we, we managed to start surfing and to explore the, this place in 2007. First, the first ones, the first ones to surf bigger waves were the bodyboarders actually, and that's why how, how I arrived to to Nazareth to to perform water safety in in a bodyboard contest. That was 2007. Uh, the municipality of the place start to look at it like as a, as a, you know something really different. They start to notice that the waves here were quite bigger than than other parts of the world like comparing pictures and videos and etc but it was really tough to understand the size of those waves in the bigger days because there was not a human uh, to have like the, the the that kind of compare comparison with with the size of a human being so it was really tough the waves looked like huge especially when they were like breaking further outside so the municipality started a project which it was the, the north canyon project that started in 2010 in order to start the exploration of the place and even to you know to share it with the world and to show to the world that nazareth has the biggest waves so uh, that adventure started in 2010. Uh, uh, I team up at that point with Garrett McNamara and Andrew Cotton, and uh, we start to explore and to 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 show to the world the potential and the enormous and the huge waves of Nazareth. So that that happened, and in 2011, Garrett broke the world record with a 70 uh, 70 foot wave. Uh, so it was like. Um, it was the first uh, communication, worldwide communication about the Nazareth waves. It was at that time with that wave. It was around, uh, I think, 23 meters, uh, I think. So all of the process, it was like all of the process, it was quite natural. Uh, we were just like doing what we love, surfing. And we got teams in lands taking videos and stills. And the municipality was sharing that with the world. And uh, in 2013, I think it was the first year that the world really kind of was uh, kind of accepting totally the reality of these huge waves because the sessions uh, of huge waves start to be like, actually there is like big waves uh, like worldwide in places like Jaws, like Mavericks, but they are not so big and they, are, they don't break so often. In Nazareth, they are huge and they are like breaking like really there are winters that we can have like really around 10 to 15 really big, big sessions. Uh, and uh, the stories of the fishermen, uh, it was, first of all, they, they 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 thought that you were completely crazy, insane. You might and be, you might be. <laughs> just a little bit. And that, were, that, that adventure would not take too long because they thought that we were going to be dead like sooner or later. But uh, by the other side, they were quite of, kind of curious by, by all of the safety displays. And, and they were quite uh, surprised when, when we were going and coming back uh, almost like every huge day. So they start to believe uh, and to, to admire as well what, what we are doing there. And obviously, in the, those kind of daily big sessions, we were coming to the arbor really excited with the huge or the big waves that we were surfing. And the, 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 the fishermen start to tell us, oh, you are surfing, you know, big waves, but you didn't, you haven't seen anything yet because there is a huge wave, much bigger than the ones that you are surfing now, that breaks further outside. Uh, it's like 0.8 uh, mile, uh, miles away from, from the lighthouse, uh, straight into the ocean. 
and uh, that wave when it breaks that's that's a really big wave so we start to tell like kind of like okay that mythical wave we start to naming it like as the big mama you know like the mother of all of the waves that we were surfing in the first peak second peak the first peak where garrett broke the world record uh, and then second peak and then the third peak and it was like always like uh, something in in the mind but uh, when it was breaking it was uh, it was always like super stormy and impossible to surf so yeah uh, nine, uh, eight years after the, the the start of the exploration that huge wave on that that that, that you said like in uh, 18 January 2000 uh, 17 January January 2018 uh, that wave showed up in really challenging conditions uh, and yeah we kind of we went a bit to push our limits to to conditions that we never been before um, the wind was super gnarly and uh, yeah we had the bless to 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 be able to surf that there's huge, an, huge wave i mean there's an Manor. iconic video of this happening because um correct me if i'm wrong but it looks like the sun is behind the wave and you have this beautiful sort of silhouette. And um, for anybody, I, I would say look up this wave because to me it's one of the most beautiful surfing pictures or videos because you see the lighthouse appears very tiny. And because of the compression of the photography, you see this massive wave that just looks like it's going to crash on top of the lighthouse. And then you see this tiny, tiny, tiny dot, which is you. And to me, I look at that and I, I have so many questions. I mean, what is running through your mind when you step out onto that? Because that's like stepping into space. I can tell, Richard. Actually, you you had the chance to 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 see that uh, those special uh, images and the moments as well, because it was it was something unique like uh the nature it was our will and the will of nature letting us be there and and not <laughs> taking us be there because it was a really beautiful moment of uh, like connection with nature like being totally focused in the present moment and the lights uh, it, it was like the golden hour really it was such a beautiful uh scenario like such a scenic uh like the colors the way that the waves are breaking the intensity of nature that was something that i never saw before like uh like at, in the water that, that i was uh, so it was like such a strong wind the, the ocean was huge 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 it was nothing comparable with that day but the, but the moment you step out there, I, I know that in mountaineering, whenever I've stepped out onto big mountaineering legends or things that are big, bigger than you're used to, you can't help but have that sort of feeling in your chest or in your hands. When you went out there, did you know that this was going to be the biggest waves ever attempted? Or maybe people have attempted that size. They haven't necessarily uh, done it. I mean, there's got to be that feeling when you're on top of there and you start moving out into position. Actually, by the, 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 the I was like looking for, I'm looking for forecasts since ever. It's like in the last 10 years, it's my daily life to look for forecasts. And and I I, I knew and we knew as a team that that was, that was going to be the biggest day ever. It was clear as water. It was like 6.5 meters 
22 seconds period. And before, you know, for you to, to get the chance uh, to, to have like, you know, uh, how can we relate that? The day of Garrett in 2011, it was 3.6 meters, uh, 15 periods. So it was like almost the double of the size. And uh, the storm was like in a perfect direction. And the numbers were telling that that was going to be the biggest day ever surfed or seen with surfing conditions. Or like, actually, it was not surfing conditions because when we went to surf, uh, actually, we, we made the bet to, to go out a little bit later than all of the other teams because I knew that the, the, by the forecast, the, the biggest time of the day, it was going to be around uh, uh, 4.30 p.m. So instead of going really early in the morning, we take our time. We had like really relaxed morning and we went for it, trying to get the biggest, the biggest time of the day. And the, like, but the wind was so gnarly that uh, when we went out, uh, all of the other teams were coming back to the harbor and they were kind of telling us, hey, don't guys, don't go, don't go. It's like, it's too much. It's super windy. It's, it's impossible to serve. There is no conditions, but uh, we were kind of, uh, and we need we had to go for it because it was something that we want to experience we were waiting for this i was waiting for this like for seven years for this moment and it was the wind was in the like in the limits that could be surfable uh and uh, the strategy and that I, I shared that with my teammates before it was okay if we remember is going to break it's going to be like a right end so we're going to surf the wave to the right so we, we can use the wave to to kind of use it as a shelter of the winds because uh, and that that's what we did we kind of uh, use the wave uh, ourselves like itself to to kind of get like a momentum where it was not so windy and actually the wind was kind of uh, pushing us in the right direction so it was uh, a bit of strategy and uh, kind of be with nature uh, as as the, the top level because we were inside a wave and you were using the wave to get a bit of shelter of the wind that was making the session uh, impossible because we spent three four hours in the, the ocean before we get that wave so so your, your partner is for that alex right alex potello was, was uh towing yeah, you out there Patello, yeah. so you've known him you know since your teenagers so what's his final what what are your final words when you sort of push off for it i mean did you say anything to each other uh, we were so happy. We were like, uh, that was like, I can say the definition of the teamwork. Because we, as, as I told you, we spent three, four hours uh, in the ocean, like with super windy conditions, trying to get waves towards north, north direction. And uh, I was quite exhausted. And then I said to Alex, hey, uh, Alex, for me, I'm, I'm much, pretty much done. Uh, so if you are okay, you know, we, we can surf more or we go to the harbor. And he said to me, oh, Hugo, you know, I would like to try to get a wave. Uh, so, yeah, I said, let's, let's go for sure. Let's do it. And uh, when he finished the wave, I told him it was a really nice wave. It, the wave didn't grow so much, but it was a beautiful ride. Uh, he was so happy. We were so happy, both of us, that, you know, it was kind of a contagious feeling. He told me, "Hey Hugo, you know, it was such a cool, a cool ride. You wanna, you wanna, you, you wanna go again?" And I looked for like for such a beautiful smile and happiness, and I said, "Of, of course, I wanna go for one more wave." 
and uh, I jumped to the rope and 20 seconds after, you know, the wave just showed up. And, and, and so you're, you're stepping on it and, and I mean, I've never s- stood on a wave that tall, not nearly that tall, as you know, since you actually <laughs> taught me surfing. Um, and so what are you thinking? Are you so focused in the moment that you're not thinking anything? Are you nervous? I mean, it, there's got to be a point of you that's saying, oh, you know, I, I don't want to curse, but you've got to be saying, oh my God, this is massive. I mean, you probably want to stay super focused because you know if you fall, there are big problems. Yes, we were. Uh, first of all, we were in the ocean with that feeling uh, again that we used to have in the first days because in the first days you feel that the waves are bigger. Uh, but then after six or seven years, you kind of get used to that reality. In that day, the waves felt big again, really big, big again. So we were like really like kind of aware of everything, really focused and really knowing that, you know, we were by ourselves in the ocean. We got uh, Marcel uh, Luna doing our backup in another ski, but, you know, it, the conditions were so gnarly that we knew that any mistake would be really, like, uh, tough to solve. So it was all of that reality, but by the other side, knowing that if the, the wave was going to show up, we would have just, like, one chance to get it so it's like and it's so how, like, how long were you on the face how, how long did that ride take around 25 seconds 20 to 25 seconds uh it was such a like the moment was such, such a special thing because when jesus jesus is the nickname of uh, our spotter and the filmmaker that the only one that was able to capture uh those images and he was like maybe 2.5 uh, to around like two miles away from the place that that the wave break. And uh, he, he had the radio. So he called us to the area. He saw oh, there is waves breaking in the big mama area. So guys, please be uh, pay attention. And just like when we got there, uh, the wave showed up and, and he, he told uh, Alex uh, by the radio that uh, there were like three, three huge waves uh, on the way and for us to pay attention to the second wave. His bet was on the second wave, and and it was the perfect bet. He was, you know, I mean, just Jesus. the name, but, but so you have a spotter named Jesus. He's on a church, and I've been to this area, so you're <laughs> on a hill that's uh, a few hundred meters high, right? And uh, you have a lighthouse that's a very beautiful, simple lighthouse, and then you're offshore, and the area is Nazareth, which is uh, Nazareth for uh, Americans. So you have Jesus, Nazareth, and somebody surfing an ungodly uh, or maybe a godly wave. And so you have that 20, 25 seconds. Did you know at that point, are you saying, um, did anybody see that or I'm happy to be alive? I mean, what's your feeling once you've you've finished that wave and, and sort of out of, out of the wash? Yes, the feeling is, I'm going to tell you first the feeling of the approach. Yeah, I want to know. (laughs) Yeah, when Jesus told us, okay, to pay attention for the second wave, and when we went for it, we did exactly this, you used the strategy that we had, like like that we have been thinking so much, of approaching the wave by the south side and wait for the wave to start growing up, growing up, and create that shelter that was able, that was making possible that we could, like, chase that, that, huge entity 
so fast because the, 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 the waves were moving faster than ever. It was a totally different reality. And on the back of the ski, as smoother the water, faster we could go. So as soon as the wave started to, to grow and grow and grow and grow, I was on the side side, side, side of the wave and I was trying to fade uh, on the back of the ski as much as possible towards the wave. So when I let the rope, I was going faster than ever on, on, on a surf, a tow, a tow surfboard. And I was kind of going towards to the wave and I was able to, to see it like just right in front of me. And it was, it, it was giant, enormous, like dark. And it was like, it was something that I never saw before. You know, when you see, imagine going to Everest, but you know, if somebody kind of uh, put something around your eyes and uh, just right in the middle or maybe in the top, they take you the thing and now this is where you are and you see the Everest for the first time in front of you. It was something really like peculiar and special. So uh, the speed was kind of like, I was going faster on a surfboard, but it was looking like everything was moving so slow and like such as a giant, like like moving as a giant as a proper giant and I had the sense that I could make like any mistake and that I, I, I had to ride the wave like perfectly because if that thing got me I wasn't I think I was going you know to the bottom of the ocean forever because it was such a massive such a, a enormous um, manifestation of nature I think that was like one of the wildest uh, manifestation of nature that the, the human can can and so can, so can. so what happens when you complete uh how soon after does alex um who, who took you out there tell you that um you know he's seen it and then you know in surfing if no one sees it it sort of doesn't count so at what point does your uh the film guy jesus say to you i've got this on film i mean that that's all coming together as a, a very special moment Yes, when we finished the ride, I was like, you know, giving hugs to Alex, come to me. And we, he was quite happy to see me because he, he, I disappeared. We got the three visions, me going on the wave, then Alex was on the ski. And his vision was like totally different. He saw me disappearing on like a black hole. And he was kind of really like concerned if I had made the ride. And he was like so happy when he saw me that, you know, that big smile. And we were like really hugging each other. And when we pick up the ride to contact with Jesus... Uh, that first question, hey, Jesus, did you get it? Uh, it was because I got something with him. <laughs> you know, we are in Nazareth since uh, since the first day, and he was present on, on every single session. But somehow, uh, my best rides at that time, he was kind of missing it. It was like one of the rides that I went to the the nominations of the XSL Awards, like I was the, one of the top five waves. It just missed the wave he started tracking the jet ski because he was really far away and he thought that the jet ski was me the white track the white foam track it was me so he was like on me and then he he went to the jet ski and he filmed all of the wave just like focus on the jet ski so we were kind of like that thing of uh superstition that we are so such a good friends but you know the most important moment sometimes he missed it but this one no you know he said to me okay now i got it i can see anything from here because everything looks totally white i need to to arrive home and get back to this footage and see what i really can do it 
and obviously with special image treatment, he was able to start to to see that black dot going down, and he, he actually he managed to to film it by instinct when he made the call for the wave. He just saw a little shine. It was the front edge of the jet ski, and he knew that we were kind of there. So he, he filmed like all of the the, the the happening just by instinct, and and he, he was able to get it, getting us. So it was quite of a miracle, you know. Oh well, I mean, a lot of miracles, and and this is before you know you and I knew each other. I remember seeing it in the papers. It was in papers throughout the world. Those images, if you go online, you know, the millions of people have seen this. So how does life change for a guy from Portugal, a big wave surfer? I mean, life's instantly got to change for you at that point. Yes, actually, it was a crazy media exposure. Like uh, the, the, the wave went worldwide, you know, CNN, Fox News, like, like United States, all over the world. Uh, it was like worldwide, like uh, it was crazy. So I got so many... Um, you know, interviews, and I had to to explain it so many times to so many people that, uh, well, yeah. But it was it was uh, it was important for us most of all to show the magic of you know when people get united, when people work as a team. Uh, that was kind of the message that we want to pass to the world. It was a this was a moment. You see the black dot, but behind the black at the sides, the side by side of that black dot. There was a team supporting, believing, and working uh, for that moment, you know, all with the same. But uh, see, you, you you know, I, I know in your heart, because I know you, you know, I, I've spent time with you. I know you are genuinely a very team-oriented, humble person. But if you ever want to feel the sort of uh, winds of jealousy or hatred, you know, accomplish something great, and then you'll have people saying, oh, it's not as high as it looks, it's uh, this or that. I mean, th there's also a, a portion of it that, um, unfortunately, one of the uh, human nature is jealousy and the surfing community to have somebody who's not known suddenly thrust on top has got to have, you know, some pluses and minuses to it as well. Yes, Richard, obviously it's like, it's something that I, uh, it's it's a new reality. As I said, it was... Uh, the wave was worldwide. It was uh, something totally different, obviously. And it was uh, that exposure. I always, uh, and you know, when people are listening to the news or seeing the, the footage, obviously that people, they, they see, they, they get their, their points of view. And it's good that, it's that there is different points of view, especially in this mystic, mystic moment, because um, it's like, we we were there we knew what happened by ourselves you know we we know what what we did and uh the energy and hard work that that was needed along the years to get that moment so obviously when uh, there is like obviously good opinions amazing opinions like different opinions and some of them are not so cool or you know <laughs> there is always people adopting of what the others do uh but obviously to stay focused on the positive side of it and uh, this special moment it's it's i like to 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 keep it as a, a mystery as well because that's that's how the stories from the kings they prevail and they and they travel in time it's when you know the the, the king disappears in the mist 
Uh, it was like that ride. It was kind of like something special, and I, I think it was not meant to be like uh, like something captured with a sharp image because I think it would take a bit the the, the magic of that that moment, and uh, it, it's it's for me like such such a, a kind of imagine the nature was saying okay there are still things that we will not be able to measure dear you dear human because uh, i'm so immense that <laughs> so i think it was the nature uh, making the the, the parts uh, of of keeping these as of a mystery wave and i think that's how you know the magic stories uh, show up and the magic moments prevail in time so in the end uh, we can say that what matters is that they speak. <laughs> you, you know, it, it's very refreshing attitude because the, um, at least the portrayal of surfers in um, American movies is that these are very um, guys who brag a lot and sort of have these super egos. Yet uh, my observation in Portugal is that uh, people with those kind of egos uh, quickly are, uh, you know, uh, shunned by society. So, I mean, it's refreshing to hear a champion surfer like you be such a, a normal person. And uh, I, I've got to, so as much as you enjoyed that moment of sitting really on top of the world, I know just a year ago, almost a year ago to the date, you were involved in that same area in a big surf accident to where your, uh, the same uh, partner, Alex, was almost killed by those waves. And, and it's a miracle that both of you guys survived. Tell me about that. We only have a few minutes left, but tell me quickly about that one. Yeah, so actually the first time that I'm speaking about this, uh, you know, in public, uh, because it was such a um, kind of a traumatic experience. Uh, it was an accident driving the jet ski after a rescue. And uh, we know that this is uh, part of the sport. But yeah, it was uh, it was you know when the situations get, get out of your control, and you can't do like much more about it than just watch. Uh, so that that was a bit what happened. It was a really uh, unexpected situation, uh, like two crossed waves uh, that you know we were just like in the worst spot uh, as possible, or like at the wrong spot at the wrong time. We can say. But it was, we, we could not avoid it, you know. It was, I just picked up Alex and we, we were being chased by a wave that kind of bended by the refraction uh, of another sideways wave. And uh, yeah, we just, the, the ski jumped twice. And this when the ski jumped twice, lost speed. So yeah, when that third wave came on our field of vision, it was impossible to, to do anything, impossible to break, impossible to turn because the jet ski to turn, you need to gas even more. So it was like those things in life that you need to face it, just like going uh, towards it. And yeah, that's what we did. And uh, luckily we are, we are alive because the accident, it could be uh, much, much worse. The, the, the final, you know, the, how did everything ended up. Uh, and nowadays we are alive. We are, uh, we took really good lessons from it especially as a family, as we, we were like super friends. Um, Alex is my best mate, my teammate. He's like a younger brother to me. And um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's in these difficult times because we, 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 we went uh, through all, all over the process. 
together. We laughed together, we cried together. So in the end of all of the process, we were blessed to be alive and we were like stronger uh, as a family, uh, more united as friends. We were giving uh, much more value to, you know, we used to give a lot of value to the simple things of life, but now we give even more to simple uh, joy and the simple, you know, gifts that is to breathe every day, to to be able to walk, to be able to smile, to hug each other. That's like uh, something that's, you know. No, that's, be uh, that's, be that's beautiful to listen. And the biggest lesson oh, that we took from it, uh, Richard. I, I have to ask you, there's a lot of um, surf movies out there. What's your favorite surf movie of all time? Uh, actually, it's The Big Wednesday. My inspiration, uh, my surf inspiration, and the movie that I was watching since I was young, really young, it was uh, Big Wednesday, the Big Wednesday. The Big Wednesday, okay, good. And, you know, before we leave, I, I would be a, a bad friend to you if I didn't thank you for the experience that you shared uh, with my family. Uh, my, You took my then, uh, I guess they were eight-year-old boys and at the time nine-year-old daughter, and you patiently sat there in two-foot waves and teach them to surf. So I always thought that was pretty cool because here's somebody who's surfed the biggest waves, and yet you had the patient hour after hour to get kids to stand up on a surfboard. So I'll always remember that about you. Yes, it was like a, such a good week. You were It was such a pleasure to have you around and, and to share with, with you and with your with your beautiful family, uh, the ocean, the energy of the ocean, and uh, yeah, and just see you guys smiling with such a happiness, just doing that simple thing of enjoying, enjoying the the, the amazing gift, which is like to ride the wave. Doesn't matter if it's like a a two foot wave or like a one hundred foot. It's like uh, it's it's a special entity. It's it's a wave created by. Uh, cosmic winds and atmospheric winds that generate the waves that cross like thousands of miles in the ocean and you are just like enjoying the last seconds and uh, you know that happiness will be with you forever so it's such a, a special thing it's for me to 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 get you and all of the family into that you were amazing and it was beautiful to see your you know, your commitment and your happiness of waking up and let's go for the wave. Let's go <laughs> and, you know, nothing better than the collective, collective smile. And uh, I think that's the best way to, to you know, and people, it's a, one of the best ways to spend time with family, to, to have fun together. But by the other side, it was a big pleasure to, for me to, and an honor to, to contage, take it to get like now that you are in this pandemic, crazy, crazy times. But uh, actually, it was that was the kind of contagious that you want to. That yeah, that's want, the kind of contagious that you like feeling. To offer, you yes, know, like exactly. Ugo, so, Ugo yeah. you're, you're such a great ambassador to surfing, but more so, I think you embody the spirit of, of what I've come to love in Portugal. So, thank you for being a guest today. Thank you so much, Richard. For, it was an honor to be here with you having this amazing conversation. Thank you so much. Every great expedition has to come to an end, but that doesn't mean we can't stay in touch. Send us your favorite expedition pictures and tell us about your most memorable journeys, large or small. All right, get something to write with. Here are my coordinates. www.lifestuff.com 
www.com slash explorers. One more time, www.lifestuff.com slash explorers. That's it for today. Hope to see you out on the trail.